Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. We realize that kids will come to school without a belt. With your pants sagging, that shows a negative attitude towards you. So we want to teach the children that if you want to be respected, and if you want to want respect, then you have to give it. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground, with the gold in your mouth, hat turned sideways, pants hit the ground, call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool, walking downtown with your pants on the ground, get him up, hey, get your pants off the ground. That's funny. I actually played that for my kids like in the last week. Weird that really? I hear the, hadn't heard that in 20 years. As How a, long ago was that? Jeez, a long, long time uh, 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 from American Idol. But the the story that we're referring to is what state is this in, Michael, where they've decided? Uh, South Carolina. Free belts for high school students. I don't think, the, I don't think they're, they can't afford a belt is the problem, but I, I guess the message is get your pants up. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I think it's a stunt more than anything, right, just right, to bring up right, right. the topic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we're on the topic of education. I thought that'd be nice to jam in there. This is just breaking. So we'll talk more uh, about this later. The Biden administration is expected to announce as soon as today, I guess, that they're going to relieve up to $10,000 relieve. Got to use my finger quotes and italics and highlight it and underline yeah, it. Don't, don't adopt the lying language. Let's, let's use right. our own. The Biden administration has decided that every taxpayer is going to have to foot at least part of the bill for people who decided to go to college and take out a loan. Why? I'm not exactly sure. Well, to buy votes, as Joe has been pointing out. But anyway, up to $10,000 of student loan will get wiped out by the taxpayer if you make less than $125,000 a year, which, geez, I'm glad you drew the line somewhere. That seems like pretty high, but... 
Well, and they're going to announce this policy. Yeah. I believe it is going to be struck down by the courts fairly quickly, which means they are going to whiplash the people who it's intended to bribe, which is not the greatest strategy ever, but we'll see. So we talked about that a lot last hour. If you miss an hour, you can get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. We'll talk about it more coming up. But this is just breaking. More than $10 billion in student loans for public workers canceled ahead of a, the broader Biden announcement that we were just talking about. So that's breaking news, and we'll have to look into more of the details on that. Wow. So if you're a government employee, you get the candy first. Solidifying another constituency that always votes left. Unfreaking believable. It, I mean, uh, it's just so it's so naked at this point. No, we're bribing. We're just giving money to the constituencies who vote for us. Bingo. So do you remember... Of the many controversial shootings that have happened over the last couple of years, the Breonna Taylor case, the no-knock raid, she shot dead. She didn't do nothing. Uh, If you don't remember it, more details will be filled in as I get into this story right here. But yesterday, a detective named Kelly Goodlett pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy for making false statements to secure the very search warrant that was used for Taylor's home and then lying to cover her tracks after she got the uh, illegal mm. warrant. Goodlett was one of four officers facing federal civil rights charges for their role. And boy, those those civil rights charges are going to be big. They're going to become swinging with those, I think. Don't you think? Um, yeah, probably. Four officers, oh, and then whatever civil you know lawsuits are going to happen. Four officers facing federal civil rights charges for their role in Taylor's death, and her role was particularly pernicious. I'm reading here from... Uh, well, the actual report on it. In the application for the search warrant for Miss Taylor's home, Joshua Jaynes, a former detective who is among those facing charges, claimed that he had, quote, verified through a U.S. postal inspector that Mr. Glover, that was Taylor's former boyfriend and suspected drug dealer, if you remember the story, was having packages sent to her apartment. Mr. Jaynes later admitted that he had not spoken with any postal inspector, completely made that story up. In court documents, prosecutors have said that Mrs. Goodlett knew that he had made up that story in the warrant applications, which was turns out to be false, of course, and that she had added another misleading statement when she asserted that Mr. Glover had been using her address as his own. Man, that, Peter Strzok should have hired these people at the FBI. As Miss Taylor's death attracted more public attention, prosecutors said Ms. Goodlett and Mr. Jane's met in Mr. Jane's garage and decided to tell investigators that the warrant had been based not on the verification of a postal inspector, but often on an offhand comment by a sergeant. Mr. Jaynes has repeated that claim, but federal prosecutors said that that, too, was a lie. So they got caught in their original lie, made up another lie. As a result of Goodlett's misconduct, Louisville police searched or served a warrant based on false information, broke into an apartment that they never should have raided. Uh, Police have been granted a no-knock warrant, but used quick-knock tactics. They pounded on the door briefly before breaking it down. Uh, police then faced Taylor's armed boyfriend. He testified that he'd never heard the police identify themselves. Again, this is not the old boyfriend who may or may not right. deal drugs. Right. This is just a guy who's dating her. Yeah, this is just her boyfriend, boyfriend. They ain't done nothing. And uh, and uh, we all know how it went down from there. Um, that's just a very, very disappointing story. I mean, for for the obvious reasons, you know, she, did, she didn't need to die. They shouldn't have been able to get that warrant. And... Uh, and also, I, I want to phrase this correctly. I was going to say it gives ammunition, too, but that's not the right way to say it because it's beyond just ammunition. It's proof. It gives proof to people who want to make the argument that there is systemic uh, 
you know, getting around the rules for certain people. Now, proving that that was different because they were black than they would have done for white people is it's a, d- a different topic. But they well, they, I would I would suggest that another high profile law enforcement uh, story in which three Arkansas law enforcement officers were beating the bejesus of out of a white guy who they already had uh, on the ground incapacitated and wasn't resisting. Um, I, that would suggest that it's much more about. Uh, lack of adherence to the rules and anything specifically racial. I mean, one doesn't prove or disprove the other. I'm just saying, you know, there's there's great cops and there's bad cops, and it has to do with the cops, not the color of the skin of the person involved, generally. Well, it's something society can't put up with no matter what. Sure. I mean, if it's for racial reasons, that makes it uh, worse, specifically for a particular group. But... Society shouldn't put up with this at all, no matter what. You, you can't have cops just decide, yeah, I think there's something fishy with those people. See a freaking makeup, a variety of things, so you can go knock on their door in the middle of the night and scare the crap out of them. And and, and then when you get caught, you lie some more. With a, an innocent young woman lying dead and her boyfriend, you know, maimed by bullets. Yeah, yeah. it's it's awful. That is and a horrible story. If you're new to the show, it's probably worth mentioning. Um, our Our point of view here is... Uh, law enforcement needs to be respected, needs not to be slandered, needs not to be defunded, that sort of thing. But it absolutely needs to be held accountable. Police are government officials who are granted awesome powers. Not like, hey, that's awesome, man. But like inspiring awe, awful powers to deny you your freedom and indeed to take your life if it is justified. And a government official who is entrusted with that powers that sort of power needs to be uh carefully watched who will watch the watchman as the ancient saying goes and uh the, you know libertarian types i mean like hardcore libertarians refer to cops as bureaucrats with guns i think that's a little dismissive uh a little snarky but it makes um, a good point well yeah absolutely if you're a lover lover of liberty the idea that any government official should be allowed to run roughshod over you physically and in terms of your rights. I mean, what are you thinking? Respect the police. Don't worship the police. And, of course, everyone should wonder, how often does this happen where somebody doesn't get killed? They just get roughed up or arrested or whatever and uh, didn't have it coming at all. Right. Well, it's a hobby of mine. I cannot resist reading a story about somebody who was falsely convicted and incarcerated or, God forbid, executed. I read those things all the time. Um, and I am a, a staunch conservative. I'm staunchly uh, pro-law enforcement, good law enforcement, because I know how important it is. Um, but the number of false convictions, uh, crooked convictions that's the, of this sort that you're descri- describing, uh, crooked prosecutors, it's extremely troubling. And if you love liberty, the idea of somebody being denied their liberty without justification ought to horrify you. Well, yes. It's a balancing act. That's the entire idea of this country. We're going to empower the government just enough to keep order and to preserve our liberties, but no more. Yeah, it's weird how these things get couched a lot of times in, um, in the political uh, labels and that conservatives are law and order and liberals aren't, but what could be more conservative than the government doesn't get to barge into your house on made-up reasons? You cannot condemn the Mar-a-Lago raid and support the Breonna Taylor raid. Hmm? Unless you're just a, 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 a tribalist who just, you know, 
barks whatever uh, your tribe is barking. And what is troubling in these stories always to me is I get the one bad apple thing, but you got four people here that were meeting in that person's garage who knew they had lied and sure. cooked up more lies. Four of them. And it's kind of it'd be childish to think they're the only four. But, yeah, that's rough. You know, one more balancing statement. I get how cops who are under pressure and duress and the, the threat of violence and death, uh, they become a team and they look out for each other because they do look out. They preserve each other's life and limb a lot. And if one of you is in trouble, I get the, the desire to rally around and help them. Because the perception is, we do an extremely difficult job, a mistake was made, I'm not going to hang out my buddy to be hanged for a mistake. But we all know human beings, and we all know our flaws, and sometimes that goes way too far in a way that, again, somebody who loves liberty just cannot tolerate. It's a question of balance. Good one. Um, That's a troubling story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Too much. Too, too many troubling stories. Let me. Let me. What do I have that's not terribly troubling? What's Gary Busey up to today? Poop complaints have risen in every San Francisco neighborhood in the past decade, except for one. That's right, folks. You, you who don't live and work around the San Francisco or the Bay Area, people defecate on the streets so much. <laughs> Who? How many people have ever number twoed on a sidewalk or a street ever? I got to believe the percentage is very small. I never have. Uh what am I? I'm not even going to dignify that with a, the. What are you looking around the room? How about you, Michael? How many <laughs> crap? Just twice. <laughs> okay, twice. That's fair. Anyway, it happens how so about often, you, Michael. <laughs> I mean, it's like garbage collection or 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 delivering drinkable water. That's just part of cleaning up the human f- f- fecal matter. <laughs> Matter. Some of the statistics are astonishing. Okay, have that for you. I want to hear that. Uh, we have some more on the whole student loan forgiveness, as it's being so called. Some of the comments on the uh, the right side of this argument that you should hear, in case you end up in an argument with your friends over this. Among other things, on the way. We are going to get into the so-called student loan forgiveness that is being announced, I think, today. Some of it has already been announced today, and it's got some of the country really, really riled up. Not enough of the country, in my opinion, riled up, but some of the country riled up. Illegal, immoral, bad economics, bad governance, bad management of the university system. It fails on every conceivable test. And I think these things might fit together. You know that we've talked about that Reddit thread of the anti-work crowd. Millions of people that post every day about the anti-work. It's just this idea that work is wrong and we shouldn't have to do it. But yeah. I, I've got a little more on the, on that philosophy that might fit in with the, some of this other stuff. Hmm. The student loan forgiveness and not having to pay your debts. and all. I don't know. As do I. Okay. All right. We'll have that coming up. Plus, we're going to check in with Mike Lyons about the situation in Ukraine. So a lot of good stuff to come. That's just a tiny sliver of it. You know uh, what 911 is, right? When you we call 911? 
Uh, and and what's the new? Is it uh, suicide prevention? Is eight one one? Jesus, should don't know take that my one. word for it. Should I should. Know that. We should. Yeah. As you know, major radio celebrities. Maybe Alex. Alex yeah, yeah, look that up for us, will you? We got to get the right number on that. Yeah. Anyway, because uh, for all I know, that's some sort of sex line. I, I doubt it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I don't know. Your suicidal sex line might be what pulls you out of it. At least for a while. <laughs> Wouldn't anyway. Hurt. Anyway, uh, San Francisco has the 311 hotline, which allows people to make requests of city service representatives to come clean up the poo. The city has received, uh, since 2012 when it opened, uh, hundreds of thousands of complaints about human or animal waste in the streets. And uh, having spent many, many, many delightful pre-dawn hours walking the streets of San Francisco to get to the Radio Ranch uh, in that city, uh, sometimes you can't exactly tell whose poo it is, but you know it's poo. And Ew, that's enough, that isn't is, it? This is a gross topic. It absolutely is. We're discussing, f- 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 well, you know what we're discussing. <laughs> Fecal matter. That's right. Over that period, the number of these calls has been steadily increasing in every San Francisco neighborhood, with one exception. Uh, I would say the experiences of, of uh, us and everybody connected with the show and friends and people who work in the city, you know, that would, would echo that. Yes, it's getting worse and worse. Uh, Chronicle, San Francisco Chironicle analysis of feces-related services, uh, request a 311, show that the Tenderloin is the only neighborhood to see a decrease in these complaints in the last decade. Wow, that's, if you, if you don't know San Francisco, kind of legendarily the grittier part of San Francisco. There is a Freakonomics explanation of it, though, Jack, uh, coming up. While the average neighborhood saw a nearly 400% increase in calls from 2012 to 2021, the Tenderloin actually saw a 29% decrease. More Here's fiber one. in the other neighborhoods? <laughs> they're, eating block, they're eating blocks of cheese in the Tenderloin? Is that exactly too much cheese in the Tenderloin? <laughs> hey, everybody, I just took a Nancy Pelosi's driveway. Good morning. Oh. Oh, I've oh, forgotten right. about that story. The young activist who, well, he activated his bowels anyway. And the problem uh, is, you think you're making a big uh, a stink, if you will, uh, protesting <laughs> the Speaker of the House in San Francisco, and nobody notices because it's everywhere. Well, right, right. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protest Nancy Pelosi by throwing this empty McDonald's bag down on the ground. Nobody will know. Anyway. The reason the tenderloin has decreased, because it was so poopy. They instituted all sorts of programs, including putting up porta johns here, there, and everywhere, because everybody was crapping in the streets so much. So the tenderloin, unique among San Francisco neighborhoods, has public poopatoriums, a plenty. And we'll Other- be crapping, crapping in the streets. Otherwise, you could walk from one end of the Tenderloin to the other without actually touching pavement, if oh, you know what I mean. This is the worst segment you've ever done. Wake up and smell the filth! You've. I act like I'm not involved. <laughs> so, anyway, fascinating statistics from the city by the bay. <laughs> just a little tsunami to, to wipe the streets clean would be nice. You know, just like ankle deep. Don't anybody get hurt, but clean the streets a little. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and get me on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. British. Um, so my favorite food in the world is popcorn, and I have it for breakfast like every single day. If you don't like it, I don't appreciate it. Valley good. Um, I'm Callie from the Valley, and if you don't give me my Starbucks right now, like I'm gonna snap. Ariana Grande. One last time, I need to be the one to take you home. Kylie Jenner. Story me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday in Spanish. Te deseamos todos cumpleaños feliz. Shakira. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was, uh, go ahead, Michael. Uh, from TikTok, another one of their challenges. How many accents and impressions can you do in like 60 seconds? They give you a time, they just start throwing them out. And so you got to do them. Wow. Yeah, she's talented, that gal there. I've got uh, Angry Hick. I can do that one. I can also do <laughs> Tired Hick. And, uh, Slightly less angry hick. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing hick, I can do that. <laughs> By the way, TikTok, uh, a Wall Street analyst compares TikTok to crack cocaine, saying the growing domination of short-form video may ruin the Internet. We'll have to talk about that more later. That's a Wall Street analyst hmm. looking at the prospects for uh, uh, big Internet companies. Anyway, 
Oh, you know, speaking of uh, serious analysts, uh, I read some pretty serious analysis of Facebook and where it is as a corporation right now. Uh, it has some serious problems brewing, so we'll get to that eventually. It's the six-month anniversary of the war in Ukraine starting, uh, coincidentally, on their Independence Day. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons about where we are in the war right now to kick off Hour 3 of the you know, Armstrong and Getty me, Show. I'm sorry, it occurs to me we should refer to it as uh, the six-month mark from the third invasion of Ukraine. Right. Good point. In effect. Um, so there's a lot going on today with uh, responsibility and work and education and all these different things with the story that the Biden administration is going to have taxpayers foot the bill for some of the student loans. When the details come out, we'll hit you with more of those. And there are help wanted signs all over the place. It's a unique time in American history right now where there are so many open jobs that more people are quitting their jobs than ever before. The balance of power between boss and employee is different than it's ever been in my lifetime. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be like in a McDonald's employer, Walmart employer, whatever. I mean, you it's, it's different than it was when I was younger. You pretty much had to put up with whatever or oh my goodness, you're yes. going to be shown the door. <laughs> and now... It would seem, from my observation, reading various stories, you and your friends can get together and say, look, we're going to quit unless X happens. And they might likely do X, because if you walk out the door, they can't function. They can't hire anybody. So it is kind of interesting. We've talked before about the anti-work thread on Reddit. Anti-work. It's people who, more or less the philosophy is they don't believe in work, or at least uh, the work-life balance is out of control, or all employers are mean and but a lot of it is we just shouldn't have to work. <laughs> and there are two million people on this thread. And there's a lot of stuff about how unfair it is that I have to work so much. And What uh, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Signed, squirrels, beavers, and literally every living creature on Earth. Excellent point. Excellent point. Um, I sh- I shouldn't have to conduct photosynthesis all day. Signed a blade of grass. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> um, and uh, quiet quitting has been really popular. I, I check the anti-work thread regularly. It amuses me <laughs> somehow. But the the quiet quitting has been a hot topic for the last month or so. Joe brought us that. The, uh, the idea that you don't leave your job because you want to keep getting the paycheck but you kind of quit while still going and getting paid you just don't do anything do the bare minimum <laughs> anyway i um i take in a lot of different uh media from a lot of different places and i was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this kind of from an economist's point of view and i thought it was interesting some being somewhat not charitable but trying to understand the the different attitudes toward work than we had when we were younger Mm-hmm. A lot of it is the social safety net. There's just there's no chance you're going to starve in America. So that has been more or less eliminated as a penalty, and that I think that plays a big role. Yeah, I'd say that's a hell of a penalty. Uh, but one one uh, two different things to look at it uh, ways to look at it. One is there wasn't the plethora of other things to do not that many years ago. That were that fantastic. <laughs> I mean, nobody's ever, you know, everybody mostly would like rather stay home than go to work if you're given the choice. You think you do that for a while and you'd be miserable. But there also wasn't 
if if my dad stayed home from work back in the day, the options for things to do were much more limited than they are now. Well, and the question arises, who would he do it with? Because everybody else was at work. Right. There's just so much more entertainment and stuff like that. So the perception that there are better things I could be doing with my life is just different now than it was not that many decades ago, don't you think? Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, there's so many readily available options to amuse yourself. Yeah. Right. And then the other angle of it being uh, whether or not you get f- for fulfillment from your work. And that has been an interesting change in recent years. Remember when Obamacare started going and Nancy Pelosi said, you know, now an, now an artist can can decide they want to be an artist and they don't have to worry about health care. You know, or a guitar player or a poet. Yeah, the, the reaction from people like me is everybody wants to be a poet, an artist, or a guitar player. Everybody loved it. What if everybody decides, you know what, I'm going to be an artist, using my finger quotes. I'm not good enough at it to actually earn any money, but somebody should pay for my health care because that's what I think I ought to do with my life. I want to follow my bliss. I want to, what was that uh, phrase? Maybe Michael remembers it. We had, the, we had a great clip of that. Somebody uh, uh, pursuing their joy or what was that? Remember that? Makes your heart sing. Ma- yeah. That's Having a job that makes your heart sing. <sighs> that was actually on 60 Minutes. From the labor secretary or somebody talking about how important it is that, you know, people have a job that makes their heart sing. Nobody. And that wasn't even, it wasn't mock that was greeted with, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's new, right? Because nobody like, well, my age, really, or certainly my dad's age, really got out of high school and thought, you know, the number one thing I need to do is find a job that makes my heart sing. You just wanted to find a job that allowed you to live. To pay Made rent your or a- stomach stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> or your... Boy, I tell you what, I bolting these wheels onto this axle just makes my heart sing. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Hilarious. People have been living to work for a very long time, and I think the pandemic brought that moment of reflection for everyone. Hmm. What do I want to do? What makes my heart sing? And people are thinking, <laughs> if not now, then when? I'm sorry, this is just so cute. (laughs) But with the big quit going on, you know, that's what people are doing. They're trying to find jobs they like better. But anyway, the point here was, and I'd never really thought about this before, but I think it is absolutely true. Because so many people aren't married and don't have kids, your job is so much of your life and your worldview and all your enjoyment. In a way yes. that has not been true in the past. So in the past, the job did make your heart sing, bolting wheels on an axle or whatever example you just used. <laughs> Those jobs made your heart sing because you were providing for your family. You got all of the enjoyment that you get. And I know this now that I'm, provi- had, you know, once I started having kids, I remember talking about this on the air. The role my job plays in my mind completely changed having kids. Mm-hmm. And if 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 it was drudgery, much which luckily my job is not, it still would be fine in that I'm providing the home, the clothes, the opportunities, the vacations, all the stuff for my kids. That's what makes my heart sing. The way I get to that is by going to work. And that doesn't exist for so many people. If you're childless and unmarried, your job is your personality. It is where all of your who I am comes from. 
If you are married and you have kids, you're who I am comes from. What's your number one answer if somebody if somebody asks you what you are? I know what it has been for for many many years, and I know what it is for me. Dad, I'm a dad. But right. if you're not a dad, your number one answer is... Now, now it's my embrace of druidism, because my kids are grown. But <laughs> but if you're not a dad or a mom, your number one answer is probably, I'm a real estate agent, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a computer scientist, or I'm a whatever. I, I think there is some truth to that. I also think the, the younger generations define themselves more by their hobbies and that sort of thing. But... Uh, which, think, which is nice, but uh, you know, I, I don't don't think there are any hobbies that give you the full on fulfillment of parenthood that is going to make you go, going to keep you going to that job you don't really dig because this is how you afford your kids. Right, right. Yeah, I would agree. I had another point. It was kind of a multifaceted and complicated, and I was worried I couldn't keep it in my head, and I was right. I was right to worry. But I, but it's not a, it's not a front of oh, mind. Now I know what it is. Now I know what it is. So I remember at one point our our relationship with our radio company in Charlotte, North Carolina went sideways. And we said, this has got to change or we don't want to be here. And they said, it ain't going to change. So we said, all right, fine. And so we were unemployed for a little while. Um, I was mildly concerned about myself, only mildly. I was extremely concerned that I'd let my wife down. And I was horrified that I had two babies with an unemployed dad, okay? So you look at uh, to what extent is your job, uh, or or what do you need out of a job to be happy? And as we've just been discussing, either millennials, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them, or the cross-section, uh, they need a job that has values and is doing good in the world and that I can feel excited about and the rest of it. I would say if you're childless and, and, and unmarried and the rest of it, as you're describing, you have the luxury of looking f- for that from a job because you are only mildly concerned about whether you'll eat. And and honestly, in terms of the social safety net, you, you're much less concerned than I was back in the early 90s, for instance. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I get that. I think you're right. You're right in a different way than you were saying. Yeah, of course you can ask for that, to my mind, fairly silly stuff out of your job. Because you, you don't need a job for a job in the way is, which has been true for, folks, the entirety of human history. Yeah, I, I don't think, because I'd never heard anybody brought this up in terms of all these conversations about people doing drone work and all these kind of things, and they're not happy with it, and blah, 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 is that your heart sings if you're providing for a family. It sure. just does. You're, you're, you're clothing your kids. You're seeing them go off to school. They got a new bike for Christmas. You help them with their first car. All that sort of stuff makes your heart sing. You don't that makes give, your sucky job not suck at all. You don't even think about it because it's providing. You don't think about how sucky your job is in the same way that you think about it if you, if you get none of those other benefits from it. And that's left out of this conversation all the time, I think. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't make people have children. Or put, <laughs> But it definitely well, plays a different role. The work definitely plays a different role in your life. Well, it plays a completely different role in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a really interesting couple of interviews with uh, folks from that generation, their attitudes about work. Maybe we can jump into that next hour uh, at some point. Um, you know, I would only say this to some of our younger listeners who hold some of these attitudes. And this is this is your old Uncle Joe. Who, who, who cares for you? Everybody, let's, let's do a little exercise together. Everybody blink at the same time. Ready? One, two, three, blink. Oh, 
This moment in history is past. That's how long it's going to last that you can be the self-indulgent, picky little... Uh, that was sounded cond- condescending. <laughs> a little bit. I apologize. <laughs> Uncle Joe was a little condescending there. <laughs> the period in human history where you can be that choosy will be over before it starts. Yeah, right. And by the way, that conversation I was listening to, one of the people was an economist. He's a famous economist. I don't remember his name right now. Um, who, who believes all, everything that he'd written and thought about being an economist his previous like 40 years is, is wrong because he hasn't factored in all of these other things. It was always like very strict wage or benefits and these are the things. No, it's the feeling of satisfaction providing for your family gives you that isn't measured by economists. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is yeah. interesting. We, we, we got a lot more on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Why are you coming forward? All my life, I've been about finding places where I can go uh, and make a difference. 
I think Twitter is a critical resource to the entire world. I think it's an extremely important platform. That's a whistle-blowing fellow who's claiming that Twitter has serious security breaches and needs to be uh, more heavily examined and regulated, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk more about that later on. He got fired by Twitter, so... Twitter ex-employee. Yeah, that's the argument Twitter's making. Sure, or did he just keep saying, this is no good, you got to change this, and they told him, shut up, get out. Right. I am the beholder, maybe. Uh, speaking of tech issues, I found this so interesting. Kevin Roos wrote a piece that was published in the New York Times, but uh, it's entitled, We Need to Talk About How Good AI Is Getting. And uh, one of his points is that that whole discussion of by the year 2035, we'll have to seriously consider whether blah, 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 so we don't end up, say, enslaved by robot overlords. And all the precious young people who need to have their hearts sing to take a job, they'll be uh, enslaved by the robots and the, their their organs harvested and, and vital fluids drained for the use of the aforementioned robot hordes. Uh, so a lot of the stuff we talk about won't be really relevant. But that whole, uh, by 2035, we better, is more like, yeah, probably by the end of next year, people are start seeing leaps forward in uh, AI. They give a couple of examples, and, and this one's just kind of cool and wild. It's this system called Dolly 2, which is a play on uh, Pixar's Wall-E. Um, if you give it a phrase, it will generate original art representing that. And this writer said, I spent hours thinking of weird, funny, and abstract prompts, like a 3D rendering of a suburban home shaped like a croissant. And a 3D, oh, I'm sorry, an 1850s daguerreotype portrait of Kermit the Frog. And then he featured in the article some that he actually produced, like black and white vintage photograph of a 1920s mobster taking a selfie. And it cranked that out. And it's not like online images. It's an original image created with all those facets. I did another one, a sailboat knitted out of blue yarn. It's perfect. And then, uh, and one of the f- things he features is he asked for a rendering of infinite joy. And it's this figure whose eyes are reflecting the universe with a smile, and it's just, it's original art generated by this computer, which is just kind of fun and kind of cool. But he says art isn't the only area where AI has been making major strides. Over the past 10 years, a period some artificial intelligence researchers have begun referring to as a golden decade. There have been a, there's been a wave of progress in many areas. And he just gives a bunch of examples of how it's just leapt forward from the, hey, we programmed a, uh, a computer to win at the game Go. Right. Remember that? That was five years ago. That was the big, big story. Uh, now that looks like a joke. Yeah, well, and and it is going to exponentially, like, at a faster speed, increase from here on out. Yeah, that's what they say. And some of it's kind of great. I mean, like, uh, last year, DeepMind's AlphaFold, an AI system that descended from the Go-playing one, did something truly profound. Using a deep neural network trained to predict the three-dimensional structures of proteins from their one-dimensional amino acid sequences, which is, of course, my hobby, it essentially (laughs) solved what's known as the protein folding problem, which has vexed molecular biologists for decades and could have enormous value to develop new drugs and vaccines for, well, the rest of the history of mankind. Yeah, yeah, that stuff is fantastic. But if the Chinese or the Russians or whoever uh, use the robots for evil, it ain't going to make any difference. 
the AI for evil. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, well, that's that's the tough part. We can regulate it or rein it in or what have you, but Xi Jinping isn't going to feel uh, such an urge to do that. Then he talks about how AI is now cranking out like movie reviews and uh, pieces of journalism that you can't tell are cranked out by a computer. Awesome. Um, and and then they talk about the transformational point where AI is going to eliminate the vast percentage of white collar jobs. Right, right. Accountants, attorneys, uh, logistics managers, whatever. There won't be any need for them. The millions de- and millions of people unemployed. It'll be great. The details are out on the so-called student loan forgiveness from Joe Biden's plan. We'll have to talk about that in hour three. Also. The war in Ukraine's been going on for six months. We'll talk to Mike Lyons. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.